Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Lone Wolf Surfer Podcast. I'm your host, Survivor Matt, and just want to say thank you for tuning in on this Wednesday, December 16th. It's currently 8.35 in the morning, my time in the South Bay, coming to you from the LA airport area, which is still technically the South Bay. Hey, I wanted to talk about something serious. Um, I want to talk about Catch Surf and their surfboard line of Odyssey and all the different boards that they have. Um, again, I'm not knocking it. Um, I just want to give an unbiased review. If you notice on their website, if you do look at their boards and they have the reviews, I'm not saying that they're manufactured, but it's like, I think like almost all the boards have like a five-star review and it doesn't really go in detail and if you go online or if you go on YouTube I think that there's like a lot of channels where people are just trying to get views and it'll say like um, board review and then you click on it and it's literally just somebody who just bought it and took it out of the package and they're just kind of explaining what the board is about Um, so this isn't going to be a podcast similar to that it's going to be very different because if you really want the specs and the dimensions uh, how, how hard is it for you to just go on, <laughs> write the Catch Surf website, and start looking at boards? Um, let me just talk about how I just got sucked into to the Catch Surf line. Again, I've, I've owned several of them, and I still own them right now. Even my wife has a board. Um, I'm a strong believer of having a soft top board in your quiver, right? And of course, I'm not supporting wave storms um, those are like grocery store boards um, I'd rather support I guess a surfboard company who makes soft tops from like um, that, that that's more local right um, and at least a, a brand made by surfers for surfers like like catch surf obviously um, there's there's a bunch of other other brands I, I, I even I even think wave bandit would be a better selection than Costco even though I haven't done the research I don't, I don't even know where all these boards are made I like to think that they're made in the USA right um, I believe almond God is that the right almond surfboards I don't even know if that's an actual brand but they but there is an almond soft top um, which looks pretty pretty rad to be honest it's like I believe it's like either a five foot it's, it's really short and it's like it's a black soft top and it's just it has that nice fun groveler shape really low entry rocker um, anyway I'm a, I'm a huge fan of grovelers right sorry I'm getting a little sidetracked but how did I get sucked into it man um, first of all I work in the airline industry not high up there but I have pretty much free flight benefits and it kind of bothered me that every time I traveled I would always have to fucking rent a board just because if, if I'm already flying standby it's just kind of a pain in the ass to bring boards plus at the time the company that I work for was really strict on board bag fees and I would have to pay so I was um, yeah I was just tired of, of renting and I thought to myself like what if I could I could bring a, a board with me wherever I go and it's like compact and it's small and maybe I could get charged like more of a boogie board fee instead of an actual legit surfboard fee because I think boogie boards usually kind of go under the radar and usually don't have to pay like a whole fucking surfboard fee so the beater it just seemed like common sense like like here's this um, what 40 or I'm sorry 54 inch beater 
And what is what is that? That's like that's not even 60 inches. It's five feet. So what are we looking at here? 48. So you're looking at a four and a half foot board. And I, honestly, I had never ridden anything that short. So long story short, I go on, uh, you know, Catch Surf website or Instagram or on their YouTube, and I just start looking at their content. And then you see these guys just killing it, man. You see, sorry, I got my coffee right here. You see like Kalani Rob just killing it. You see uh, J-O-B, right? Jamie O'Brien, he's doing all these cool 360s. And, you know, the whole Catch Surf crew, right? Uh, Blair Conklin, um, you got uh, Raw Beefs TV. Like, they're always killing it on the, on the fucking foamies. Johnny Redman, I'm sorry if I'm getting the, the names wrong. But anyway, the main guys who I was watching was Kalani Rob and obviously J.O.B. And I'm just like, fuck, dude, these guys are making this board look so fun. And could this board be functional if I took it on the trip and didn't have to rent? It's not like I'm trying to rip. I just want a board that I can use that's um, somewhat functional, right, and compact where I could just kind of take it everywhere. So I got sucked in. I was like, fuck it. I, I did all the research I could. I watched videos of these guys even getting getting like li- little mini barrels um, in San Clemente on the fucking beater. And I was like, man, fuck this shit, right? I'm fucking ordering it, ordering it right now. And I believe it was like, God, man, we're looking at maybe two, three years ago that I ordered the purple Kalani Rob beater. And you could check out my Instagram page for proof. Uh, I'm gonna have it in the description and oh shit they're doing the fucking gardening right now that's gonna be in the background sorry guys but we're just gonna work through it all right um <laughs> so yeah so anyway god damn it I got sucked in and I fucking ordered it I, I looked online um and I, I tried to find the, the best deal possible and I had the brand new Kalani Rob the purple one with the unicorn in the back shipped to me and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And like, I love boards. I love riding different boards. So I'm gonna have to go in my fucking bathroom because these guys, you know what? I'm sorry, I'm grateful for the gardeners because I ain't doing the fucking gardening around here. I live in the fucking apartment, so it's not like I own this shit anyway. Okay, sorry for the language, guys. If you're little kids um, and your parents are like, listen to this with you, I apologize, but I'm, I'm not gonna hold my tongue. But I won't be talking about anything sexual, sexually explicit or graphic, right? I'm just here to talk about boards, unfiltered. Okay, so where was I? Yeah, so I got it and I was stoked. Um, I waxed that thing up. I want to say that, that I took it to El Porto for like um, my, my very first session, like on a really junky day. And I'm really serious when it comes to boards. Like if somebody gives me a board, um, I'm usually stoked just to try different shapes because it's not like I have access to a bunch of different boards and I'll, I'll usually stick with it for a while. So I'll say that I rode this board for maybe like a good solid month, like almost, almost as much as I could. All right, so this is kind of going to <laughs> uh, the challenges. Oh my God, the, the length of it, um, the 54 inches, man. I mean, I'm, I'm 5'8 and at the time I was maybe like 160 tops and I have a pretty strong paddle and I'm, I'm pretty athletic and I could pop up pretty well and and I, I could do it I could do it like I could get up on the board um, 
but I took it out on a bigger day and holy shit, it's stupid. Oh my God, I took it out on days where people were looking at me like, uh, why the fuck are you riding that fucking thing? My friends are clowning me. They said I was on a pool toy. These are older guys from Venice who serve Porto. They're like, dude, get the fuck off that pool toy, right? Um, on the steeper takeoffs, like on a wave that's actually standing up more, like you could forget about it. That board has like no rocker on it. Again, if you're J-O-B and if you're Kalani Rob, you can probably do it. But I'm talking from an average average to intermediate surfer's perspective. Like you could forget about it. It, it was like way too steep. Like I, I was paddling and like the second I got up, like the nose was just in the wave. And it's a twin fin, right? And I, and I always rode it with the twin fins in. And on the waves that I was able to get up on, if it was steep, I mean, there was so much speed, so much speed that it's like, it's just non-functional, you know? Like, I mean, it, it took a lot of work and weight distribution and control to try to cut that thing back and turn it. All right, now check this out. Uh, where did I succeed with this board? Um, on the small days, I, I took that thing, I, I wanna say I had the most fun on that board uh, surfing trestles uh, more specifically uh, church church beach I have military access so like I always park in front of churches and I usually just kind of surf right there on the small days where my friends were just passing up waves because it was too small and they're on their, their short boards like they're rippable short boards right like they're pro boards ready to rip they would let these little waves just fucking pass and I swear I would just get them like no problem and I would just kind of like almost like hang five, right? Just use use the, the the length of the board of what I had to work with. I would use it to its full capability. And I wasn't ripping or turning, but like I'd have my foot out there extended and I would just kind of milk the ride. And that's when my friends were kind of jealous, like, holy shit, you're like, looks like you're longboarding on that thing. <laughs> looks like you're fucking hanging 10. Like you're catching like every little wave. And for me, like that's where um, I had the most fun. I did take it out on days that trestles were it was standing up a little bit more and it was kind of like the the same issue that i had like on the bigger steeper days it was just like okay like these waves are standing up a little bit more and yeah trestles is a little more slopey um but still like right when i'm up right because it's a twin fin and there's no drag and it's so small and it's just like speed right off the bat and it's just kind of crazy to control um yeah, so that was like, um, that was my experience with it. Hold on, let, let me pause real quick, right? I gotta throw in this little sponsor commercial break. Give me one second, I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in, hold up. All right, welcome back to the Lone Wolf Surfer Podcast. I'm your host, Survivor Matt. Sorry for that little break there, but I need at least 10 minutes of con continuous podcast time before I can throw in an ad. And I hate throwing it at the very top. All right. So, yeah. So, the cat surf beater. I was doing okay, um, like, at trestles on slopier waves. But any time that the waves were standing up a little bit and it was a little fast, it just seemed kind of hard to control. Um, I think, honestly, so, I didn't really use that board for what I think it, it would have been better for. I'm sorry. Let me do that over. I think that what that board would really be fun for is just like if it's like totally junky 
and not really a, a quote unquote good day, right? Where the peaks are clean and the shoulders are lined up and, and you can probably pull in and, and, and maybe try to get like a little mini barrel. Um, obviously not a, whole, a over, overhead day, right? Unless you, you bodyboard it. I could see that maybe if you did that, use it as a bodyboard, you can probably get away with a lot more if you didn't have to pop up and you, you can keep the nose um, <clears throat> out of the water. Um, but I think it's better for kind of like, like a junkier day. Like if, if it's just a day you just kind of want to mess around, it's kind of closing out more, then yeah, you could probably ride it like as a bodyboard, just kind of ride it on your belly. I, I never wrote it like that, but I can see how it's kind of a crossover board, right? Where you can stand up on it and then yet the shape and then you have the fins. You could, you know, you can ride on your belly too. Um, but yeah, if it's just kind of like, like, like a smaller closeout day with maybe like these, these little fast, like kind of mess around peaks that are only giving you short rides. I think that that's what that board um, is probably better for. Obviously, if you're young, <laughs> right? Like a Grom, if, if you're an older guy and you have kids, totally, I think that's a perfect board to get them to kind of mess around with because they're young, they're like little string beans, they're light, they can probably get up no problem um, before they get like a legit surfboard to paddle out past the break. Um, or even like a, on a small day, they can probably go out and maybe even catch waves like that just to mess around on the gentler, more slopier kind of wave. Um, I think it would be good for Groms in, in that aspect. Um, but if you're like, okay, actually, before I even go to that, let me talk about the finless beater, right? I took the fins out. And just like I said, Kalani, Rob, J-O-B, all these guys are fucking spinning the board. Okay, if you're an average surfer, this is going to be very hard to do. I took that thing out once, and it's funny, uh, the local shaper here, Don Katawaki, who usually surfs 26th Street, I have I have like a custom from him, and a bunch of my friends have customs too. He looked at me when I busted it out, he was like, oh, got the beater, huh? I was like, yeah, I took the fins out, just, just wanted to mess around. And it was like an average, what, two, two to three foot day, clean, South Bay morning. And I had the fins out and oh my God, I was all over the fucking place. Like I popped up on that thing. I was going sideways, like backwards. Um, I had no control, I'm sorry. Um, for, you, for you surfers who could do the 360 and just like spin the boards around and stuff. I mean, hats off to you. But if you're an average surfer, it's, it's gonna be very hard. But you also have to ask yourself this question, right? I'm pretty sure if I put in the time, I could have controlled it and I could have started messing around and doing that. But what's your priority, right? The time that you're spending on the board. Like how much time do you want to invest to either get good on that board or to, to bust, to take the fins out and try to like do all the spins and stuff. Because while I was flailing, right? Flailing and failing on the beater, um, on days when the surf was good, like I, I mean, all these good waves are going by. And as a surfer, you have to ask yourself, well, am I on the right equipment? And am I surfing this wave right? And am I using this wave to the best of my potential? And, I make, and am I making the best of my time being on this beater when I could just, just take out my puddle jumper, right? Or, or whatever other standard board that I have that's better for, for what the surf is doing that day, right? Conditions and swell and, and all those things considered. Um, so I wasn't, I felt like anytime I was on the beater, uh, like I, I really wasn't making the best out of my surf time, right? Because you don't live forever. Like you only have so many, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm turning 42 this month, right? Like you really got to think about that shit. Like how much time am I going to waste on this board? 
um, when I could just be getting better on, on my regular shit. So don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the beater sucks, right? I'm saying for the average surfer, if you wanna use it as a functional surfboard, right? A board that you might wanna take out on a good day, Dude, I'm telling you, the beater is not for that. It, it, will, it will be better for like a, like a junky day that's more closing out. Um, that's more, or where the rides are a little more short and the waves are a little more sectiony and kind of running away from you. You know, like a, a more of a non-quality day, I think you could bust out the beater and you could kind of take some risks. You could send it, you can, you know, probably probably ride it on your stomach into some closeouts. Maybe you get lucky and catch a little shoulder and you can you can stand up on it. Or like even take a knee or something um, but ideally yeah I, I think other than that maybe for Grom for a Grom it's like a good first fun board if you just want them to mess around in the water on a smaller day where they're not consistently paddling all that all the way out yet and they just kind of want to have fun where the waves are breaking all right um, I feel like this podcast is important because like there's not many places where you could just rent and try out the catch surf line. Trust me, I, I think I called them and they said that, um, and by the way, hey, no knocks to catch surf. I just went to your Laguna shop recently and I bought a board and um, you guys are awesome. Um, but I think they have a program where it's like, yeah, you could like rent the board um, for I think $100 and I think you could switch a few times if you have to, but that, that money that you put towards renting the board I believe can go towards a credit of buying the board so I don't think that anybody would pay that much money without actually buying a board and I guess if you live in Laguna it's great because you know where all the surf breaks are there you can kind of swap out the boards and try them out um, unless you chase down a demo but with COVID right now I don't think you're gonna find too many but anyway yeah so it's just it's just kind of hard to sample all the different ones so I found that my only option was really to buy them, try them, and if I didn't like them, um, I put them on Craigslist and they usually sell pretty quick on Craigslist. And yeah, and then from there you could use that money to try out the next board. If you don't want to buy a brand new catch surfboard, okay, you can go on Facebook Marketplace, you can go on Craigslist, um, and you can probably find a good deal where you can get one for maybe like 150 or maybe two. Um, I don't know what the resale on the beaters are, but uh, I ended up giving my, mine away to my friend. And I actually kind of regret that because I want to ride that thing again. See, so so there you go. It's like, okay, being realistic about the beater. Again, if you, if you, if you think you're going to use it as a functional board on a good day, I don't think it's really meant for that. It's meant to just mess around on. It's, like, it's just like a fuck around board, okay? Because even though I don't have it, in my possession anymore i'd really like it just to kind of mess around on here and there right but if you know but it's not it's not going to take the place of a regular surfboard but i still think it's a very fun board and is it a bad idea to have it in your quiver no it's not you just got to be realistic with your expectations of that board all right so i'm gonna keep this podcast short because i don't want to keep rambling on and on i will do another review next i'm going to go ahead and review the cat surf stump I had the Noah, Noah Dean Pro model at one time, which had a thruster setup on it. And I had it for a good amount of time. And I'll let you know what I think about that board on the next podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, this is the Lone Wolf Surfer Podcast. 
doing honest and unbiased surfboard reviews of the Catch Surf line. Please tune in again next time. Uh, stay so, stay so stoked. Stay psyched. I don't know, right? We used to say stoked. Now I think that you got to say psyched now. I think Jamie O'Brien is kind of changing the culture. You know what I mean, goddammit. You guys have fun out there. Be safe. Don't snake anyone. Practice good surf etiquette and share the wave if you can. Don't shit on anybody else's day so that you could have a good day because that would be selfish. Spread the aloha. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good day. Thank you.